Hello, learners, and welcome to Learn On Podcast. The science show by kids, for kids. I'm your host, Jhansi, and I'm here with... Sanai. So today, we are going to be discussing the important topic of mental disorders. Specifically, the stigma around them, and why people with mental disorders are treated unfairly. By the end of this episode, we'll have learned how to be kind to people with mental disorders without stigmatizing them. And if you have a mental disorder, hopefully you will get some strategies to cope and keep working on it. We're sending love your way. Remember, this is not intended to be medical advice or help to diagnose any conditions. We're just two kids recording a podcast episode in our bedroom because we enjoy talking about this topic. We're here to educate you guys and help improve the mental health community. If you need any specific medical advice, we would recommend reaching out to a trusted professional. Also, we're happy to announce that this episode is brought to you in a collaboration with Bracelet for Hope. With that being said, let's explore. Okay, so we've discussed mental disorders a lot on this podcast in previous episodes, and we've also done some posts about specific disorders on our Instagram page, but I don't think we've ever really sat down and just broken down each one of the main types. So let's do that right now. Based on our research, these are the main mental disorders. Depression, anxiety, different phobias, then there's OCD, bipolar disorder, then there's panic disorders, post-traumatic stress disorders, personality disorders, and schizophrenia. All right, so we're going to list each one of them one by one, discuss their main symptoms, what the disorder is about, and also just debunking some common misconceptions. So first, we have depression. Some of the symptoms of depression are not caring about things that you were before, weight gain or loss, sleeping too much or too little, fatigue or lack of energy, feeling sad or hopeless most of the day, nearly every day, forgetfulness, confusion, restlessness, having trouble staying still, or more. And many people think that depression happens to everybody because everybody gets sad once in a while. But depression is when you have prolonged feelings of sadness for a long time. Depression or being depressed is a term that's thrown around a lot, but it's often used in the wrong context. Then there is anxiety. There are symptoms that may include worrying, fear, feeling on edge, tiredness, muscle tension, stomach aches, sometimes chest pain, fear of embarrassment, blushing, sweating, trembling, rapid heartbeat, and dizziness. Right, and so anxiety and anxiousness are two different things. So blushing, sweating, dizziness, headache, I think we've all experienced in our life before, right? And anytime you get nervous, right, before a big presentation, before a big test, something like that, you feel nervous, right? Yeah, that happens to me whenever I have one of those. Exactly. So that is not anxiety disorder because you're feeling anxious. That is a natural human response to a high stress level situation. But anxiety disorder is when you feel these types of things regularly, even during a completely safe environment where there is no stress that is there. So that is anxiety disorder. Now we're going to move on to obsessive compulsive disorder. So obsessive compulsive disorder, shortened as OCD, 
consists of two main parts, obsessions and compulsions. So these obsessions are repetitive and persistent thoughts, images, or urges. And these obsessions are not voluntary or pleasurable. So they might pop up in your head out of nowhere. The patient with OCD is not trying to think of this obsession, but it happens against their will. They may attempt to ignore, avoid, or suppress obsessions or to neutralize them with another thought or action. And then that brings us to our second part, compulsions, which are repetitive behaviors or mental acts that a person feels compelled to perform in relation to an obsession or according to rules that they really think they should do to achieve a sense of completeness. So obsessions are sort of the mental triggers that are going on in your mind, and then compulsions are the actions that you do to cope with that or carry out that obsession. And OCD is a very stigmatized mental disorder. People might say, oh my god, I'm so OCD when they don't like being unorganized or when they see something dirty and they want to clean it. And while yes, many people with OCD might have thoughts of contamination and try to wash their hands a lot or clean the area around them because of these obsessions, it's much more than that. There are many other types of obsessions or compulsions that can happen. So if you're ever talking to somebody with OCD or even if you're just in general conversation, make sure to be aware of how you are using this term and only use it if you know that you have OCD. Then there is bipolar disorders. So in bipolar disorder, there are two different parts. First, there's depression, which we already talked about, and then there's mania. Mania means when you are like feeling abnormally or persistently happy, angry, hyperactive, imp impulsive, or irrational at different times. Sometimes they can be feelings or feelings feelings of special powers or superiorities then decreased need for sleep restlessness excessive talking increased activity then racing thoughts short attention spam and getting into arguments and then with bipolar disorder its stigma occurs from you know right in the name bi meaning two polar meaning like opposites or charge so you might just think that somebody is like quickly swinging from happy to sad and while that does occur in like mania it can also manifest itself through depression and other physical and mental symptoms that we just talked about so again just be aware that while bipolar disorder may fit the term that you might think of you know swinging mood it's also just so much more than that next up we have post-traumatic stress disorder so let's break down the name post-traumatic right so that means after trauma and then stress disorder so you're having a great amount of stress even after a certain experience with trauma has occurred so some symptoms of it include reliving the trauma through memories, nightmares of flashbacks, feeling numb, avoiding certain people or places, intense feelings such as anger, fear, or worry, and trouble sleeping or insomnia. So with post-traumatic stress disorder, these people might have certain triggers. There is a great deal of fear or worry, as you may generally think, but there's also feelings of anger and numbness that may occur. Then there's schizophrenia, which Symptoms may include hallucinations, delusions, disorganized thoughts or speech, lack of emotion, then poor hygiene, minimal movement or talking, lack of interest in or in like spending time with people or having fun. Then there's also difficulty in understanding speech, 
new information and solving problems. Finally, there is anxiety and depression. Right. So again, we're doing this whole segment because we want to sort of remove the stigma and misconceptions around these disorders. And, you know, with one of the trademark symptoms of schizophrenia is hallucinations and delusions. But like you just saw, there's so much more beyond the surface. And there are also other disorders that can be nested within schizophrenia, like anxiety or depression. And we've also seen that in other conditions. Then there's personality disorders, such as borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, and antisocial personality disorder. So there's lots of different types of personality disorders. This is really just a subcategory, but some symptoms of it include mood swings, angry outbursts, social anxiety, which causes difficulty making friends, need to be the center of attention, feeling of being cheated or taken advantage of, lack of impulse control, not feeling there's anything wrong with your behavior when there clearly is, and externalizing and blaming the world for one's behaviors and feelings. Obviously, it's a really wide spectrum. There's many different ways it can manifest itself, and there are many different subtypes of personality disorders. So I think that wraps up all of the disorders that we listed. And the general idea here is to just be mindful because while these disorders may very well be like the disorders that you see of characters in TV or movies, it can also be so much more than that. And there's much more than what appears to the eye when somebody is going through these conditions. So we should just be mindful of it and be as respectful as possible. And please remember, we are really just scratching the surface here. There are many more types of mental disorders, but these were the main categories that we were able to discuss for today. And we will also link more resources on our website so that you can discover more about each of these conditions and others. Now, let's go on and explain. Okay, so now in this segment, we're going to be talking about a little bit deeper into the science of diagnosing and treating mental disorders and unfortunately some roadblocks that individuals with these mental health disorders might find when they're on their way to recovery because of stigma and misconceptions. Alright, so how are mental disorders diagnosed? Mental disorders are usually diagnosed by a mental health professional such as a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Mental disorders generally have to meet between certain criteria as outlined in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. And there might be also other exams and tests used to rule out underlying medical causes, such as imaging tests through an MRI or PET scan of the brain. Then there's the electroencephalogram or EEG and lab tests such as blood and urine tests to detect infections, substance use, or other underlying medical conditions. So this way, the doctors are really able to narrow down and figure out what is causing these sort of behaviors and if it is truly a mental disorder. As for the treatments, it usually involves therapy, medications, or a combination of the two. Medications to treat mental disorders include antidepressants, anti-anxiety medicines, antipsychotic medications, and lithium. The types of therapy used to treat mental disorders include psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, marital and family therapy, and more. And other treatments include transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS, for depression, 
and electroconvulsive therapy or ECT, also for depression. That's how the diagnosis and treatment process for mental disorders typically occurs. But there may be things that negatively impact the individuals on their recovery process. And these are the type of harmful comments, such as, It's all in your head. You're just lazy and you need to get out more. And calling these conditions not real or designer diseases is only going to make it worse because the individual feels like they are doing something wrong, that they're not worthy of the attention and care that they need. And it can only worsen their self-esteem, which is definitely not going to help them with the recovery process. It can also make them more hesitant to get therapy or medication. Because after all, if society is just telling them that this is not real, they will start believing it themselves. It can also make them afraid to get therapy or medication because of this. And then they will not really get the care that they need until it is too late. And we don't want that to happen. And remember that although these are mental disorders and they manifest themselves through physical, emotional, and behavioral symptoms, they are still very, very real. And that's often why people are given medicines to treat these disorders, because there's chemical imbalances in the brain that can be treated. So it is very much physical as much as it is mental. And these concerns are true. Now let's learn how to be more inclusive of the mental health society and evaluate. Okay, so first for the people who do have a mental disorder, here are some ways to set yourself up for success. Again, this is not any universal medical advice, but just some tips to try and help you out. Make sure that you have people around you that can help you out in this journey. You shouldn't have to go through it alone. So stay in contact with your loved ones and friends. And if they're people who you love and trust, they'll only make it easier for you to go through this. And try your best to practice self-care. It's easier said than done, and it cannot completely cure your condition, but it can help you with your recovery and just to make you feel better about yourself. And if you ever need somebody to talk to anonymously as a friend, you can always DM us through Instagram. Now, what about on the other side? If you are watching a loved one or friend go through a mental disorder, how can you help out? Listen to the person who has the disorder and validate them and be kind. Right. The last thing you want to do is tell them that they're just imagining it or making it up for attention. If you listen to them and truly help them understand that you are there and you believe them, that is really going to help the person out. And again, like we talked about in our earlier segment, don't make assumptions about the person with the disorder and be mindful of the misconceptions or the symptoms that might not always meet the eye. Look out for warning signs and reach out if somebody needs help. Exactly. So if these symptoms that we listed out, if you see somebody portraying many of these symptoms over an extended period of time, then it might be helpful for you to reach out to them, let them know that you're there if they need any help and if they need a friend to talk to. And you have no idea how much that can actually help that person if they feel all alone. So yeah, basically just be a kind human being and be mindful of this community. And while a stigma is here for now, if we can all work together 
to be more kind and inclusive of this community, the world will become a better place. Now let's wrap up this investigation. Now, before we conclude the episode, we have a quick segment with a guest speaker. For today, we have partnered with Charlene, an entrepreneur based here in New Jersey, to increase mental health awareness. Hi, Charlene. How are you doing? Hello. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm doing great right now. Awesome. So we're going to ask you a couple questions about your business so that we can get to know you better. First, what is your business called, and what inspired you to start it? So my business is called Bracelet for Hope and it is on Etsy. So it is basically a shop that helps spread awareness for mental health, which is a very big and important topic for me because for the past couple of years and, you know, I'm still continuing, um, but I've been struggling with like mental health and I feel like especially in today's world, it's a very important topic that people need to know about, to be educated on. So my shop, I just wanted to help spread awareness about this topic and also provide comfort to those who are also struggling with mental health. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that sounds very inspirational and we love your story. Next, our audience would love to hear about your products. What does your pricing, function, and style look like? So um, I sell bracelets that come with these cards um each bracelet so there's like the card has an inspirational message on it that i like handpicked that i thought would be very comforting and also motivating for you know people who are going through tough times and i sell a variety of different bracelets and i'm always coming up with new ones but right now i have some that are um cotton and um they are kind of like a fishtail braid. I also have some other ones that are even waterproof and they are made of wax cord. So there are some that are kind of pure Vita style. So they have multiple strands. I also have some charm bracelets and also just very minimalistic, like two strand bracelets. And so I have multiple that there's some that are mental health awareness, eating disorder awareness, suicide prevention awareness. So I try to make bracelets that kind of spread awareness for different mental illnesses. My shop is very cost-friendly for kids. So all of my products are less than $10 right now. And I believe the cheapest is like $3.95. And I also run very frequent um, sales. Your bracelets sound amazing. And actually, Shirlene kindly sent us two bracelets to test out. So we haven't actually seen what the bracelets look like yet, but we're going to be unboxing them on an Instagram Live tomorrow. So today, when the episode is going up, is July 25th, and we're going to be streaming on July 26th. So if you are past that date and you're listening after, then don't worry, you can also see it on our profile as an IGTV video afterwards. So we're sure we will love the bracelets and that you guys will as well. Make sure to check out the unboxing on our Instagram at LearnOnPodcast. Finally, could you talk about how your bracelets help with mental health awareness? And for listeners interested, how can they purchase? So, um, like I said before, each bracelet, um, they are like a mental illness themed kind of. So 
mental health awareness it is the main color is green so i have some green bracelets and they also come with a card that specifically says like mental health awareness and also with each order i make an effort to handwrite like a little message that i find would be really comforting for the person because i know like when i was going through tough times like it would really mean a lot for uh to me when i receive like a sweet little note saying that like you're doing great so um yeah and in order to buy i believe you can just search up my name bracelet for hope um in etsy is spelled um bracelet and then the number four and hope and you can go check it out. Awesome. We are so glad to meet a fellow mindfulness advocate and further your work with our podcast. So be sure to check out our Instagram for the review on Charlene's bracelets. And once you have done that, head over to her Etsy shop. Both links are in the description and we hope you enjoy it. Charlene, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing your journey. We are so glad to meet and collaborate with you. Thank you so much for having me. This was such an amazing experience. Overall, mental disorders are just as real as physical ones. While practicing self-care in different ways can help to minimize the effects, it can't completely cure these conditions. The best thing you can do if a loved one is going through a mental disorder is to let them know you're there for them. Validate their feelings and make them feel as comfortable as possible to talk with you, especially when they're not having a good day. If somebody opens up to you and lets you know about their condition, don't say, like, walk it off, or everybody gets sad sometimes. While you may not mean harm, it can damage your self-esteem and slow down their healing. If you're unsure about a certain condition, the best thing to do is educate yourself about it so you can respond in the best possible way. There are many misconceptions about these disorders that can cause harm to the person in question if brought up, but we can battle it with proper education. And again, we have some great links up on our website for you to learn and start discovering more. And if you are going through it yourself, try your best to take care of your mind and body. Surround yourself with people you love and trust so that they can help you with this disorder. We wish you the best in your journey and we know you can make it through. Thank you so much once again to Bracelet for Hope. Check out the Etsy shop in the description for cute and cheap bracelets that help to raise awareness for mental health and support this amazing community. Again, we're going to be reviewing the bracelets Shirlene generously sent us on July 26th, the day after this episode's release, as a live stream on our Instagram with the handle at LearnOnPodcast. If you're late, don't worry, you can also view it as a video on our profile afterwards. Stay safe and healthy, everyone, and we hope you enjoyed tuning in today. So, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for being here. We hope you're enjoying this journey with us to live your best life. Until Until next time, learners. learners!